Hello everyone, John Thornett here, another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. Now, I really feel like a kid in a candy store at the moment because we're in this really cool studio that's got microphones, like proper audio, soundproof room, we've got a light going and um, I'm currently being recorded by Renee here, so hello Renee. Hello everyone. <laughs> so we, we, we're out searching for um, a lovely place to do our podcast just to improve the quality and it's one of these things you do it and you think why didn't we do this earlier but this studio we're in here is absolutely cool I'm probably geeking out here <laughs> it's really really cool so hello everyone hope you're all doing well um, so so what's been happening at peak lately well at the moment we're doing 55 million valuations at the moment um, I've done 50 and I've got another 55 million to go. Um, it, it, there's, there's a lot on. There's a lot of appraisals being done for uh, people looking at, at selling, etc. A um, lot of valuations, a lot happening at the moment, um, which is really exciting. Um, also, we're starting planning for our Christmas party, which is really, really cool. Um, so we've got our, our guest list together. Um, invites have gone out. So, um, so really, really looking forward to that. Now... With me today is the most wonderful, the best chartered accountant ever, Priya Nasi. Good morning, everyone. How's that for an introduction? Oh, look. You've got to love that introduction. <laughs> Thanks, John. Eh? I've probably got it done a better, but hey. <laughs> so, so today, I we want to talk to you about, about partnerships and particularly junior partners yes. and, uh, and particularly on the topic of their decision-making points Coming into uh, coming into to buying into a, into a pharmacy, buying into a partnership, and their their decision making points because you've been quite active on this front of late. I have been the last uh, probably six months. We've seen quite a few inquiries about buying into pharmacy. We've seen um, inquiries about having already made that decision that you want to buy in. Yeah. What's the next step? Yeah. Um, so we've been on the journey, as I say, six months, but at different points. Yeah. Um, of people's journeys when we're, we're sort of sort of coming into it. Um, and it's been interesting on all fronts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, quite a few inquiries coming through as well, which is, which is yes, really good. it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've got a, a, uh, a pharmacist who's a manager of a store. Yes. And uh, they're either looking to buy into the one they're working at or they've got an opportunity to buy into one um, that they're, they're not working at, whatever. But there's a number of decision-making points there along is. the way. So let's go through some of those, those main decision-making points there that they need to consider and start delving into. Sure. Um, so I guess the first one is why they want to buy a pharmacy. We've had people come through who have been offered partnership. Mm. Um, given today's sort of market, a lot of it is owners wanting to get um, their pharmacist managers have skin in the game, have that yep. vested interest. Yep. Um, there's a lot of movement with staff, as we know. Yep. Um, so that's one of the driving forces for people coming in to um, inquire about buying into pharmacy. Um, and there's others who sort of go, we've reached that stage in our life where we've gone, we've done the whole pharmacist manager role. I think I'm ready for that next step. And so they go, look, I've got an opportunity to buy in. What do I need to do next? Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And so the 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 why is quite a, a big question because um, we have 
like, like most professionals and ourselves included, yes. uh, lawyers, financial planners, etc. Um, it's like this natural evolution of a career. Yes. You go from a graduate to a, a young intermediate to this professional, qualified professional. You work your way up to manager, uh, a, a manager status, and then there's a question of well, what now? And it's like this evolutionary path of well, I must become an owner mm. through no other thought other than well, that's just that's the, the next, next step. step. Um, and you sort of fall into this. It's only later you sort of realise, oh, this is actually quite a big deal now. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and that's M- Myself included. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. I agree. And I think that's why the, the why becomes important because the, the pharmacist that's going to buy in comes in, they're like, I want to buy a pharmacy. This is what I've been offered. What do I do next? Yeah. And over time, I think the, the more important question is, why do you want to do it? And bring your family with you. Bring that support person that's going to be with you day and night. Bring them into the into the meeting because quite often they'll ask questions that you wouldn't have thought of. Yes, and then the, then the why becomes more um, more open. You get to to delve deeper into the why. Yeah. Um, and as you say, some for some it's a natural progression. I should be doing this. Yeah. Um, and then when you sit down and start thinking about it, it's, oh, may, maybe not. Maybe I can't afford it. Maybe I, it's not the right thing for my family, and and so then yeah. you know the conversation starts to flow and the, and we get a bit deeper into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so the next decision point. So <coughs> we've got why. So yeah, why do I want to buy a pharmacy? Mm-hmm. Okay, you've made the decision of you know this is something I want to do. Yes. What's next? I think it's just as I say, having your family around you because when you're doing when you make a decision. Nine times out of ten, they're making that decision to improve their family wealth, improve their family life, provide more opportunities for their family. But as we know, things will go wrong. And when you're living the high life, your family's going to enjoy the fruits of all of that. When it goes to shit, (laughs) your family's going to cop it. And I know that from my own personal experience. The first person to to (laughs) feel the wrath of your (laughs) (laughs) emotions is is your husband or your wife. Yeah, yeah. Unless you, you're prepared as a family to deal with the ups and downs of it all, you sort of can very easily get lost in the process of yeah. owning a business and then dealing with the ups and downs yeah. of it. And it would be uh, certainly folly to think that you're going <coughs> through it on your own because y- you're most certainly not. Um, no. I know from, from my journey that, you know, my wife is there, um, you know, when you've particularly when you've had that bad day and you, you come home, and unless you can make that transition from work to home very well, that bad day <laughs> comes home Correct. and um, you end up being cancelled, whether you like <laughs> it or not. Uh, you being, uh, end up being, being cancelled. But, but you're right. There's, um, and it's not like you're on a nine-to-five role, and, and, and particularly pharmacy. <coughs> and as we're experiencing at the moment with labour shortages, you know, there's owners doing an astonishing amount of hours through no choice and they have to. Mm-hmm. So they're not going home to see their partners. They're not going home to see their children. No. Um, quite often their children are in bed by the time they get home. E- exactly. And they're not there on weekends. Yep. And your other pharmacist calls in sick and all of a sudden you're back, you're back in again. Correct. Um, Correct. So it's a lot of sacrifice. It is a lot of sacrifice. And I think a lot of um, young junior pharmacists come into it and they – Expect it to be nine to five. They forget. They forget they've got to put the owner hat on. Yeah. And the owner hat on isn't a nine to five. Yeah. Um, yep. And you've got the 
once you shut that door of that pharmacy and you head home, yeah. you've got to work on the business, yeah. not necessarily in your business. Yeah. And th- and those stresses are there. And you, and you, there's also the guilt factor. Yeah. I know yes. as a mum, you yes. feel guilty that I've got to deal with the kids. Yeah. I've got to deal deal with husband. I've got to do yeah. our stuff. But in the back of my mind is my business. Yeah. And, and you're trying to balance everything. Yeah. And the emotional and ups and downs of that, it's that's really... It's not, not easy. It's not and, easy. And you're... You know, you've, you're dropping your child off to um, ballet, cricket, netball, footy, something, and you're there and you're trying to embrace the moat, but, but at the same time, in your back of your head, you're absolutely stewing about something that went wrong during the day. <laughs> correct, yeah. correct. Uh, and so you're not present in that moment. Yeah. And the guilt that comes with it as mum or dad is quite immense. Yeah. And, and that's something that you have to deal with too as an, as an owner. Yeah. Um, and I find um, this year particularly I'm noticing it more yeah. and I'm, I'm raising it more with the clients that are coming in yeah. um, about having that emotional support system because yeah. we're there as the A-team. Yeah. You've got your advisors, your accountants, lawyers. Yeah, which leads to, the, leads the to our next, next point question. about there's a support network Correct. of family but there's a support network of your A-team as well. Yes, and yeah. having your A-team there is good, especially when you've got a, it's a trusted A-team because quite often there'll be things that you need to get off your chest and... It's better not sit at home. Just come in. And, and as we know, Joe, yes. 90% of our meetings, it's get everything off your chest first yeah. and then we'll talk about the accounting question. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's that's important to have because you have it's a non-judgment sort of place yep. where you can sort of come in, yep. get it off your chest. We might ask certain questions, probe a little deeper, yep. ask the questions that husbands and wives would, wouldn't ask. Yep. Um, but at least... It gets them thinking, yep. and it might just be a simple thing of, "Thanks, I've got it off my chest. Yep. You've made me feel a little bit better today. Yep. You've done my, I've done my job. Yep, yep. Um, and, and and they go home feeling feeling better, and they've had a, a nice cleanse of the soul. Correct. And then the family gets regroups in a happy place, yeah. and, and off we go again <laughs> to the next day. Um, so yes, uh, we quite often say a, a a degree in psychology would be very worthwhile in our industry. Uh, 100%. That's definitely something I didn't think as an accountant I would ever need to worry about. Yeah. Um, certainly not in the first 10, 15 years of my career, mm. but now, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So let, let, let's talk about the A-team. Yes. Let's talk about your advisory team that you need around you. Yeah. So my my view is that every, every pharmacist that's thinking about buying in needs to have a, an accountant, um, a lawyer, yeah. and um, a good broker. Yeah. To, uh, finance broker. Finance broker. Yeah. Um, to help them in their decisions. Um, your accountant is always is going to be there the whole journey. Yeah. Uh, from start to fit to that moment in time when you sell up. Um, your lawyers are going to be there intermittently, but you definitely need them at that first um, initial stages. Yeah. Because when you're buying into the partnership, your partner has already got everything set up. Yeah. Um, what, you, what you're looking for is that independence. Yeah. To say... Your own advisors. Correct. Yeah. And you, and there shouldn't be an obligation to feel just because my partner is at this accounting firm or this lawyer's firm that yeah. I have to be there. Yeah, you're well within your rights to have that independence. Yeah, um, and it, it may also be that you know your the accountant and lawyers that you start off with are not the ones that you finish up with. Yeah, because as you go through your journey, your needs differ, and it, that's just the way it progresses. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, your mortgage broker or finance broker is going to be critical. Yeah. Because the next question is, how am I going to buy this thing? Yeah. As we know with the valuations that we're doing, yeah. 
pharmacies are uh, have are holding good value at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing more and more people buying in yeah. at this point in time. Yeah. And the question is, and they're getting younger. Mm. The, the, the pharmacists buying in are getting younger and younger. And they don't always have the collateral that they should have. Yeah. Uh, not everyone's buying a house at the moment. And so how am I going to buy in becomes a really important question. How yeah. am I going to be able to afford this? Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, having that those sounding boards of your lawyers and your accountants, your, your brokers, yeah. is, is important yeah, 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 to, yeah. to discuss those. Yeah. Um, there's another critical question here of, um, which is quite often ignored or, let's say, not given enough weight. And quite often you've got this, this young pharmacy manager thinking about ownership or they're given an opportunity of, hey, do you want to buy in? And it's going to be really cool. And, oh, yes, let, let's go do this. And it's like that they fall into it and they're emotionally excited about the opportunity. And unfortunately, that, that emotion sort of clouds judgment. Yes. And there's this critical question here of, I don't have to do this, number one. Number two is, I don't have to do this one. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I find... Um, when, when they're offered that first opportunity, there's the pressure is take it because yeah. you're not going to get it. I'm not going to get another opportunity. Not get it. Yeah. And quite often the opportunity comes from the pharmacist that where you're working or the you know from the owner where you're working. And you sort of think, I know this person. Mm. I've been working with them for a long time. No one else is going to give me a chance. And so you feel that obligation to take it up. Yeah. But as we've said in our podcasts and our blogs and things, partnership is like a marriage. Yep. And you've all got to be on the same page. Yep. You've got to be able to live together, yep. make those decisions together. Yep. And it may be that that pharmacy owner that you're working for, you and him or she may not be aligned. Yeah. And so it's an expensive mistake to make. Yeah. Um, when you just sort of fall into the trap of going, I'm not going to get this opportunity again. Yeah. I just have to take it. Yeah. I think you re- that's where I think the advisors come in because you really need to step back and go, is this the right one for you? Yeah. And no one's going to ask those hard questions. Yeah. Um, I find myself asking those questions more and more. Mm. Um, obviously, particularly after, you know, you and I have taken that step. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've, we've worked together for three years. Yeah. We know we're aligned. Yeah. And so you feel comfortable to make that decision. Yeah. yeah. And I think for some for some pharmacists, it's an easy decision. because yeah. you've And COVID's really highlighted the, the ups and downs of it. It's, and it's the put hard the pressure decision. back on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because you've been able to see that owner in those critical moments, yeah. making tough decisions, and that's when you can ask yourself, would I have made the same decision or not as an owner? Yeah. To help you align mm. whether or not you're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's definitely a, an important yeah. um, point. Yeah. And that um, compatibility uh, between people, um, it's, it's, it's one of these things of, being with someone and working with someone and yes. it's all well and good when things are going well and we're yes. all happy. But um, you've got those very delicate moments of when a person needs to be mentored. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the right term, but say straightened up, um, counselled. Yes. And those very difficult things, even when like pressure's really on. And I think about some of the clients is when there's really difficult times um, whether there's problems with leases or whatever. And um, you know, some partnerships absolutely flourish through those moments, uh, but others just wrecks them. 
and like, again, it comes back to like your marriage. Are you going to be able to talk about it? Yeah. Are you going to hide from it? Yeah. Are you going to face up to it? Yeah. Um, and it's and, and again, it's having those support systems. Yeah. So what, like you would have your partner in in li- your life partner to yeah. support your business decisions. When you're with your business partner, your advisors are the ones that are going to be your sounding board. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. So, okay. So they've got an opportunity. They want to buy in. They're happy with the people. Well, I think they're happy with the people because you never really know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, <laughs> then there's a question of, well, what percentage, how much, and can I afford it? Yes. And that's where the feasibility analysis becomes really critical. Yeah. Um, that's where they need you. That's where they need me. For example. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, it, it, this is something that has really come about the last six to 12 months. Mm. Um, prior to that, people will come in, oh, we're buying a business, I'm buying 10%. They've already made that decision. Yeah. And it's not until after they've done their first tax return, maybe the second one, have to pay that first year of tax, and they go, oh, 10% wasn't quite enough. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're on the line for all of the debt. You're on the line for all of the liabilities. You're only getting 10% of that profit. Yeah. What, what, um, is it, what does that mean? Because I think, well, hang on, I've got 10% there from only... Ten, I'm only liable for ten percent of the debt. Surely, that's a misconception that everyone has. Yes, and it's it's something that I you got to drill into everyone. You know, with the mm. partnerships, whether it's in a company or a different you know partnership of trust or whatever it might be, you're all up for the same liability. Yep. Ten percent, twenty percent, hundred percent. Everyone's up for the same amount. Yep. They're not going to say. Priya, you only got 10%, you're only up for 10%. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so having that 10% interest, when you've got all the stresses of 100%, we really need to sit back and think, is it worth me doing this? Yeah. It's a lot of stress that goes with it. Yeah. And you've got to make, and, y- and again, it comes back to, I've got 10%, I'm doing the dispensing hours. Does that cover my living expenses? Because as I always think, is if you're going into business and you're going to be an owner, your lifestyle shouldn't, go down yeah you should be on an upward trajectory and so the question is is my 10 percent investment going to get me that yeah or am i gonna get can i cover my debt yeah can i cover the tax yeah because you remember you're getting your dispensing wage so what what what, what's the the if you for for young 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 pharmacists is uh looking at this and thinking okay well i get buying 10 percent 20 percent 30 percent how do I know I can afford this? Or how, what, what are some of the components that I need to look at? So with the feasibility, what I'm generally looking for is if I'm buying 10 or 20%, is my profit distribution or my profit share each year going to cover my loan? Is so it going to cover my tax? Drawings, cash drawings, drawings as distinct from share of profit. Correct. Different things. Yes. What are the drawings? Minus loan repayments, minus, minus tax. tax. What's left over? Yeah, and, and am I at the same level as I was as an owner, uh, as a, as an employee pharmacist, yeah. as as an com- yeah. compared to an owner? Yeah, considering the risk, Just the risk that you're taking, yeah, and the guarantees that you signed up for. Exactly, and yeah. I, and for a lot of pharmacists, it's that they're in that position where their partner might be going on maternity leave or having children or whatever, and yeah. you're down to one salary. Yeah, or you're as an owner, you're down to your just your profit share. Mm. Again, the question is, does that cover our lifestyle? Yeah. And uh, recently I've done that for a, f- a few clients mm. where they've had to make that decision and go, right now is not the time. Yeah. 
it's unaffordable for me. It's not the right time to make that decision. I might have to wait five, you know, a couple of years and look at it again. The other thing too is how are you going to finance that percentage? It's all very well and good saying 10% is not enough. Mm. 20 is better, but can I afford 20? How am I going to fund 20? Um, And that's where the finance broker comes into into play is going, can you afford this? Yep. What do you need to think about? Mm. What are the rates going to look like um, for for that ten or twenty percent and that yep. increased percentage that you want? Yep. Um, are the banks willing to lend? Yeah, and and that's another interesting point that's come up is with your business partner. Are they willing to support you if in, you don't if have you don't the, have you the, the, the the deposit or yep. um, the funds to buy in that percentage? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because again, it's all very well for them to offer it to you, and they, they don't have to do it either. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They offer you the, the, the yes, ten percent. Yes, twenty percent. You're not obliged to take up the percentage, but they also don't know your financial background. Yeah. Or and whether or not you can afford it. Yeah. Um. And and then the question is, if you can't afford it, are they willing to support yeah. you? And again, yeah. they don't have to. Yeah. So what are my options? Yeah. So there's a couple of points here. Is one is, <coughs> what's the right percentage, and to some extent, the right percentage is the percentage you can afford. Yes. So before you launch into anything is, well, go to the finance broker of how much can I afford on my own? Yes. Then that enables you to then have a discussion with the owners about this is what I can afford and looking at what does that translate into percentage terms, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to understand how's that financed, what's used as security, what's the cash flow look like, what's my share of Profits. What's my, my, my cash flow, uh, my cash position, drawings minus debt minus tax. What's left over? And another point before I go on, that what's left over. There's a couple ways of looking at that. One is okay. That's my, that's what I'm extra cash that's coming into my pocket. Number one. Number two, is you also look at that as, this is my margin of error. So, the loan repayments aren't going to change. Tax is always going to be there. But if that's what's left over, how much does my turnover need to drop Correct. before my cash position becomes negative? So you also look at that as say, that's my margin of error. Yeah. And therefore, you can work backwards from that to see this is my room for, for, for movement yes. if, if things go bad. And, and that's the thing. You've got to prepare yourself for those next couple of years. As we say... We're in a we're at a point now in the industry where COVID's been good for pharmacy. Yep. It's been good for community pharmacy. Yep. But there will be a time when there is a downturn. Yeah. And if you're buying in now, we're already seeing interest rates are going up. Yeah. The next question is when it starts to slow down, business starts to slow down, yep. how am I going to buffer that? How yep. am I going to one, increase that revenue stream? And if I can't, how am I going to afford that shortfall in that short term? Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so it, it, it's, it's a couple of interesting points coming out of here. And one of, the, one of the other points I really want to draw on here is it might be, well, there's two points. One is that 10%, 20%, yes. 30% or whatever. Number one, if you're going to do it, make sure it's worthwhile. Yes. Because it might be 10%, but that doesn't mean there's 10% worth of effort. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. Correct. And therefore, 
you're earning 10% of the profits, but you're doing, particularly if you're the managing, uh, the working partner, yes. you're doing all the work for 10% of the profits. At some point in time, your, your, your brain's going to click in and say, oh, this is not really worth it, is it? Mm. So if you're going to do it, make sure it's worthwhile. Because you really don't want that resentment to build, yeah, and have that that feeling five years down the track. I'm doing yeah. all the work. Why am I getting ten percent? Yeah, um, it's an expensive exercise to get out. <laughs> and and that's the thing. It's not as though you can resign and walk away. No, that's it's, right. It's not that easy. No. Um, and this is another reason why um, there's a great demand for the the working partners, the junior partners, is. The, the, the existing owners get to sew up a good pharmacist and they, yes. don't, they can't leave quickly. No. Uh, that's a rather cynical look at it. But <laughs> it's, hey, a it's a very cynical look at it. And the, the other part to this is, okay, so you bought in, you got your 10%, your 20%, and then what? Then what? I mean, I'm sure most people don't want to be stuck on 10% for the rest of their life, but nor do they want to be in a position where the other partners are not willing to sell them anything more than 10%. And all of a sudden, well, I can't move. I've only got 10%. And that's not worthwhile. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're in trouble. And I think that's where a, the conversation becomes really important with the partners is to say, I'm buying 10% now. It might just be that's what you can afford. Yeah. You would like to be maybe up to 50. Yeah. Maybe you want 100% at, over time. The conversation needs to happen now with that partner. So what's your view? Yeah. What, what's your plan? Yes. Are you willing to, to sell up to 50% and over, over what period of time? And and how are you going to determine that value? Yeah. Because obviously this young pharmacist is coming in, buying 10%, doing 100% of the effort, building up that pharmacy, yeah. and then he's going to pay for the goodwill of that pharmacy in yeah. five years' time yeah. that he's built up. Yeah. And so that conversation needs to happen, I think, in the early part of the, the – um, the piece, so that they understand um, for my 10% now, I will put in the effort because I know in two years' time I'm going to get 30% yeah. and then I'm going to get 40 and then I'm going to get up to 50. Yeah. Um, so that conversation has to happen in the early pa- early piece. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen that way... Succession plan. Th- there's, what's the ses- succession plan? Yeah. If you're going to sell up and retire, am I going to get first right of refusal? Yeah. Or am I not? Yeah, yeah. Or have you already got someone else lined up to yeah. take over? Yeah. So then the question is, well, how do you document this? Because there's got to be some sort of agreement here early on that um, I don't want to stay on my 10%. I want an opportunity to buy out more. But if you want to sell, you've got to sell to me first. But I want this documented. This is where our lawyers come into play. Yep. We want to have a shareholder or partnership agreement in place yep. that covers off these things. Yep. Um, as I say, those pharmacists that are coming in are young. Yep. So they may also be in that at that point in s- of their life where they're going to have children. Yep. And as an owner, particularly if you're a female owner, um, you're going to want maternity leave. Yep. How do you factor that in? Am I going to yep. get paid? Do I get? A dis- I'm not going to be dispensing, so I'd miss out on that dispensing income. Yep. Am I going to still get a profit share? Yeah. And all of these little bits and pieces need to be nutted out early yep, yep. with your lawyers. Yep. And, and, th- and this is why it's critical yep. to have separate lawyers. And this is why you have partnership agreements. This is 100%. why you have succession agreements. They are there for a purpose and they do document all this stuff. And it's, it's quite an interesting phase of going into a partnership and going through these very critical decisions early on yep. um, and nutting out 
what's the process going forward? The percentage change, you know, I want 10%, or you, you know, we're going to buy 10% now, but in two years' time, we'll want to buy another chunk mm-hmm. and then we'll want to buy another chunk. But if you retire and you've got to document, and so there's very critical decisions going on. It's, it's like a prenup, really, in effect. It, well, exactly right. Yeah. And the thing is that you might find that the answers to some of these questions might actually put you off the whole deal yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, so having these conversations early in the piece is, is <laughs> so important. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, these agreements also need to take into account what happens if one of us dies. Yep. Or um, physically, mentally or incapacitated, correct. convicted of a criminal offence. Yes. All these events have to be thought of. What happens? And it's it's an uncomfortable discussion, but it's but necessary. Um, but it has because it. Unfortunately, that's life and it, it does happen and it needs to be discussed. As well as these events do happen, how does the junior partner fund it when Correct. they may be up to the right balls in debt and can't fund anymore anyway? How do they fund it if the other partner passes away, for example? So, yeah. So that, so that brings me to another interesting point is at that discussion point where you're talking about the succession planning and how am I going to afford it, I think it's really critical for the partners of the life partners of these business partners, to be present. Yeah. They may be happy to just stay out of the whole partnership thing altogether, but if your par- if your husband or wife dies, do you know what's going to happen yeah. with the business? Yeah. That your husband or wife has spent years building up or years working in, what you need to... I think it's really important to, for everyone to understand yeah. how it works. Yeah. Because at that moment in time when emotions are really high and you can't deal with it, yeah. there's a document in place yeah. that you don't have to worry about yeah. or been thought of yeah. before and yeah. you understand what needs to happen. And it's one of these things I always say to uh, junior partners is there will come a time you have to rely on that document. Yes. So make sure it's there, make sure it's done properly um, and do not skimp on the cost of getting it done. I was done. just about to say that. It's um, the one thing you shouldn't do. Do not skimp on that. Um I can guarantee there will be a day in which you have to rely on that. Yes. Without guaranteed, a Guaranteed, yep. Pre, yep. thank you. No problems at all. Thank you. So um, how can um, – so if any of our listeners um, uh, are interested in, in buying, they're interested in becoming a partner, um, how do they get in touch with you if they, they need some, some guidance along the way? Um, they can send me an email. They yep. can contact me on LinkedIn or via our website. Yep. Uh, book an appointment. So they can book an appointment with you from on our the website. website. Yes. Cool. And where do they go to do that? Oh, Renee. you'll have to ask Renee. <laughs> Sorry. So, 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 say hello to everyone. Hi, Renee. everyone. So, <laughs> if you would like to book an appointment with Pre, you just head to the tab at the top and there's suitability appointment or meeting. Um, you click on there and Pre's beautiful face will pop up and you just push <laughs> book now um, there. So, that will set you up with an appointment to talk to Pre. Very good. (laughs) Now, this is really exciting because we've got a new segment. Yay. It's called Tea with JT. So we've got this really funky jingle which uh, uh, Renee's put together. So anyone who knows me, I drink tea and all the best conversations are had with a cup of tea. This is Tea with JT. So what we're going to do here is Pre and I are going to share some of our success stories and uh, stories about... Uh, clients, of course, we're not giving away any details here. These are just stories. But we're going to share some of our success stories. So I'm going to go first. Why? Sure. Be- because I'm speaking right now. <laughs> and that's why. So this particular client came to us uh, March last year. 
uh, as part of our mastermind program, and Renee knows exactly what I'm talking about, they came to us in the mastermind program. Now, at the point in time they came to us, they were having successive years of decline in customer numbers, uh, declines in script numbers. Uh, GP dollars on average were declining about 9% a month. Um, it was a good pharmacy. It had the, the, the basis of being a good pharmacy. They had some, some basics. They had, they had a social media presence. They had their own website. There were some basics there. But, um, but they had uh, two successive years of decline. And so they came to us and uh, trying to get us to help them turn them around. I'm, I'm really proud of these guys because this is an absolute beast of a store and what they've done to turn it around. So 12 months' time, um, uh, after we've got to them through our Mastermind program, we put in a um, whole new marketing strategy there, which just worked absolutely brilliantly. So to give you some idea, there's a KPI we measure uh, from a, a pharmacy marketing perspective. It's what we call total reach. Now, total reach, and I'm going to talk here, and Renee's going to look at me, and if I'm wrong here, Renee's going to step in and correct me. Um <laughs> So we have this thing called total reach. Total reach is a combination of three KPIs. One is the number of people who have visited your website. Tick, I got the note of approval from Renee. Number two, the total number of people who have opened an email. So when you've an email to your, um, to your database, to your loyalty program, we measure the number of people who open that email. Then you've got the third component, which is your total social, me social media reach. Those three components is what we call our total reach. That's the KPI that we measure every single month in our mastermind program to see, you know, is our marketing working? Are we reaching more and more people? To give you some ideas to how well this worked with them, for the first 12 months they were on board, their total reach for that um, annually was about 22,000. Second 12 months, 256,000. Okay, it was astonishing. Uh, and it's it's a system that just rolls out. It's sustainable. Um, you know, the owners were initially putting some work in to get it going, but mostly it's just run by the by the team now. Wow! And it's just astonishing, and to see the numbers that they've got. But more importantly, their customer numbers went from uh, on average minus four to plus twelve percent. GP dollars went from minus nine percent to plus thirty eight percent, excluding rats and excluding COVID vaccinations. Um, profits up by forty percent, and very they impressive. are just guns, and absolutely love them to bits. But it's a good store, and just really goes to show that you know things can be turned around when you've got the right strategies in place. So that's my success story that I wanted to share because uh, I'm really proud of those guys. Pre, you got a success story? I do, but mine is not really an accounting success story. As you know, I'm a, I love talking. I love really. <laughs> I love. Who would have thought, eh? <laughs> I love getting You're to know my quiet, clients. Such a quiet, little bird around the office. Oh, compared to the other <laughs> girls in our office, I would definitely say, "Yep, <laughs> I am." <laughs> but I love getting to know my clients, and I love to know what drives them to have their businesses. Yeah. Um, and the the client that I'm talking about is one that sort of came on board just as I came on board at peak. Mm. Um, and at the time, they were running three or four businesses. Um, had a couple kids and a wife and um, going well. Mm. Um, we stepped in, started helping out with the bookkeeping side of things. And as time sort of 
gone had gone on, um, this particular client sort of had started having a few personal issues and things weren't going quite so well. Mm. Um, and w- we sort of got involved from an initially from an accounting point of view um, to help provide some information to um, third parties. Um, and as we got chatting, I got closer and closer to this individual and as things started to go further south in their life, I sort of became a bit of a sounding board mm. to the point where I would go sit in their car park if I didn't get a hold of them um, for a few weeks just from that concern point of view. And this particular client, after three years now, has come out on the other end and life is good. Mm. Life is getting better. And I don't think um, I saw in my career a point in time where just being there to listen to someone was going to be critical to helping this person get through the probably the darkest moments of their life yeah. um, and come out the other side where we're now talking about what's happening next. Yeah. What are we going to do for the future of their, their pharmacy world mm. and them as an individual? Yeah. Um, and for me, the really proud moment to, to be able to come out the other side and go, we did good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that, um, I know that uh, particular individual has spoken to me separately and said he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And it's th- these things you don't know about when you're starting your career. No. Even launching into a career, and we, we've had Lord knows how many hundreds and thousands of meetings over our time. Yes. And um, it, it, it sometimes surprises you issues that come out yes and yeah you're talking about tax stuff you're talking about business strategy you're talking about asset protection structuring all sorts of things like that cash flows figures profitability valuations all those types of things but more often than not you're talking to an individual and you're talking to an individual who's got problems and that ability just to be that sounding board yes and to hold someone's hand so yeah it's um it's it's one of these things you don't they don't teach you that they don't teach you that you definitely don't think that you're going to be that person yeah particularly as an accountant mm. right everyone thinks we're just big encounters yeah. obviously at pick we're not yeah. most definitely not yeah. but you certainly don't see um, as we said before they don't teach our psychology but I think also our our the importance we place on relationships plays a big role yeah. in how we interact with our clients. Number one value written on our wall, relationships. relationships. Yeah, and and not just with ourselves, particularly with clients. And and these are the conversations you have. Um, But uh, to see that uh, person turn around and to see where they are now. And um, well done to you. Thanks, John. You're a gem. So, I hope you enjoyed that. We're really geeking out here in this new studio. Um, So, if you go on our socials, Renee's been taking photos and videos and all sorts of things. Oh, Pre and I just talking rubbish for half an hour. Um, So, um, go check it out on the socials. We're we're absolutely geeked out by being here. I hope you enjoyed it. Talk soon, guys. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.